the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of San Diego. It's great to be with you again today. I'll be here all week. I get to be your guest host all week, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with a lot of different topics and guests and different things. So I'm so glad that you have joined us. And uh, just a reminder, hey, mark the show every day on your on your phone, your Alexa, wherever it is that you keep your calendar to tune in at three o'clock for Southern California Live on KKLA and KPRZ. You can give me a call and be a part of the program at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I want to encourage you to do that. And also, whenever you're away from a radio, uh, standard uh, you know, radio in your car or whatever, you can always get this program online. Go to kkla.com or kprz.com if you're in San Diego and download the app. Also, we're on iHeartRadio. You can even just tell your Alexa to turn on KKLA or KPRZ and it'll work. And so I want to encourage you every day. Three o'clock, be with us. Grab your coffee, refuel for the rest of the drive or uh, whatever it is that you're planning this afternoon. Many of you are probably still at work, and uh, but this is the, the backside of Tuesday, and there's a lot of things on your mind probably today. We're going to talk about it. Next hour, we're going to look at some of the elections that are going on today in our country and the topics that are going around in various issues, maybe, maybe before the hour is over, we'll even get a little bit of results. But we'll take your calls and talk about those things. In this hour, we're going to spend some time talking about schools specifically and how we can support teachers in the public school system who are believers and in a very difficult situation. And I, we have a special guest today uh, who will talk to us about that. You know, uh, there's something I thought I would bring up. You know, I, have, I really enjoy doing this program and being with you every day and doing a program that I get to do every day at KPRZ and you know, one of the things as a pastor that I think I particularly enjoy in being with you this way is that there is something about Christian radio, something about this medium, something about these stations that we're on here that really matters. And I believe it matters greatly to your day. And I thought I'd talk for a second about that. You know, let me ask you this question. How many churches do you think there are in Southern California? Do you know? How many different congregations, how many churches exist? And when you think about that, and if you go to church somewhere, and I know that people are in different places. There are some of you go to church regularly somewhere, and others of you, you've, you kind of don't go to church uh, for various reasons. This might be your church, this station, uh, in some ways. And I would encourage you to actually get into a, a local church. It's important if you're not, but you are listening here. And then a lot of you are listening because uh, you're curious about Christ. You're curious about what those Christians are doing. Um, maybe you're listening just because you're in a carpool right now, and the guy who's driving the car, it's his turn to pick the station, and this is what he makes you listen to. Anyway, welcome. We're glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're here and being a part of it. But you know what's interesting is how many of you know, if you go to a local church somewhere, how many of you know what is going on in the church down the street? or the church that might be two minutes away, the gospel-believing churches. If you're in a church that believes the gospel, you know, you're on the same team. I don't know if you've thought about that. 
Um, but something that happens sometimes, and I'm speaking to you as a pastor of uh, the First Baptist Church of San Diego. We're the First Baptist Church of San Diego, like actually the first, okay, 150-something years ago. Uh, we won a contest. We have a bell that the founder of San Diego gave us that we can, that we can ring, and it wakes up, it wakes up the entire town still today. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of pride that some people have with that kind of thing. And, and we're doing something, and there are churches down the street doing something, and there's churches here and there. There's church plants in most of the schools, and uh, a lot of those are super good churches. Do we really know what's happening? And, you know, and something that happens sometimes is we become a lot about turf, and we wouldn't say that necessarily, right? You, you, it's just one of those things that just is. It's kind of how the system is, is that you're not, you're not deliberately competing against some other churches, but in a way you are. And it shouldn't be that way. Uh, we're on the same team, and each local church might have their own particular ministry that they're called to. I think that the local church is biblical, and uh, it matters. And the local church in our current culture where there are so many people, you know, you're going to have multiple especially in the metropolitan areas uh, like we have in Southern California, you're going to have a lot of churches because there's a lot of people, and uh, that's fine. But one of the things that I really like about this opportunity to be with you personally this way on the radio is it's not about turf. I mean, it is in the way that we don't want you listening to the other stations. There's competition, and there's, there's pieces of that, of course, that matters. And uh, I want you to put KKLA in your preset and KPRZ if you're in San Diego in your preset. And I definitely want you to listen uh, throughout the day. There's that. But let me ask this question again. How many churches are there in Southern California? The answer is one. Now, for sure, like I said, local congregations, they matter. But there's one church, Jesus's church. The church is people who are saved, people who are like you and me, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. And we have something that we've been given, which is a calling. A mentor of mine likes to say that it is the greatest endeavor ever given to human beings, and it is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Inherent in that is we've got to get out there, and inherent in that is not just speaking out about issues and not just having an opinion, not just being able to put a hashtag somewhere in our social media or forward something, but inherent in making disciples is relationship and getting to know people, and not being about turf, because it's all Jesus's church. And a great thing about radio is that we can do that together. A great thing about KLA and KPRZ in San Diego, we are not a church, but in a way, program like this one and the things that we do in these stations, we're a hub for the church, the people who love Jesus, the people who want to see the kingdom of God, the people who want to see people come to Christ. It matters so much. And the thing is, is that the people down the street in that church that you really don't know what's going on down there, and the people across town who are in another gospel-believing church, and you really don't understand what's going on over there, and maybe they have some different traditions, maybe they're older, maybe they're younger, maybe they have a different ethnicity, different background, different neighborhood, different challenges. The great thing about this program is that we're all listening in the same place. And I think that really matters something. I think it matters great, uh, greatly. This show is being heard in, I don't know, seven or eight counties, plus everybody who is online today listening. And there's something about the local congregation that matters, but also biblically is there's something about the greater church. We need to care for Christians everywhere. And uh, Christian radio, it's a safe place, safe place for the church to be reminded about our mission, to get on the same team, and to do something. I know that's a big deal 
for KKLA and KPRZ. We want to see Jesus' church be effective and do something and play a role in that and helping you be the church and actually making an impact. So I talk about that because there's a lot of things that we can really complain about today. If you listen to a lot of radio, talk radio, you know, there's a lot of yelling and, and frustration, and I get it. I'm real frustrated about all kinds of stuff. And, you know, there's a lot to complain about that's legit. And we're going to talk about some subjects on our show today and uh, uh, tomorrow also, probably all week. And uh, it's going to bring out emotion in you and passion, maybe some anger. Um, but we can't just be angry armchair quarterbacks. We're called instead to the greatest endeavor of all time. Sometimes we got to be angry, but we got to do something with that uh, and not do something crazy, not do something that causes harm, not something that misrepresents the gospel. But in our anger, we're able to love or in our frustration. We need to be strategic, and that really matters. We're called to love people, support people, not as a feeling, but in practical ways. And the show and others on this station encourages us to be together in our purpose and to make a difference. I think that's a great, great thing. I'm bringing that up because today, like I said, in the second hour, we're going to talk about the election stuff, and there's going to be people with a lot of opinions. We appreciate that. And this hour, I want to talk about our, our schools and one of the big issues in the election today, particularly the one that you might be following that's made that's a big story in national news is the gubernatorial election in Virginia. It turned a few weeks ago on the issue of schools when the Democratic candidate uh, McAuliffe said uh, that parents really shouldn't be involved in what's going on in the schools. And uh, that enraged a whole lot of people. And of course, we have many stories today about what's going on in our public schools. And I think a good thing that happened because of COVID and the shutdown is parents got to have a peek in the classroom and they said, what, what is going on? And it's not just Christian parents. Lots of parents are taking a look and saying, what in the world are you teaching my, my kid? And one of the things I think we need to do together as the church, okay, is we need to realize that inside these public schools, teachers, administrators, principals, are people who love Jesus. Imagine this for a second. You're a teacher in the public school, and you love Jesus, and you're part of a church. You believe in the gospel. You believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior, and you have a biblical worldview, and you are in an environment that is puts you in a lot of professional, maybe even personal jeopardy if you speak your mind about some issues. And I thought, how do we together as a church support the people who are really in that arena, in the public school system, the teachers that are in our churches, the teachers that you know, the teachers in your family, how do we support them the best way? There's an organization uh, called Christian Educators Association International, and this is an organization that supports Christian teachers in the public schools. And my guest today is uh, David Schmoos, who is the executive director. David, welcome to our program. Hey, it's so good to be with you, Pastor Scott. David, thank you so much for being with us. You're listening to Southern California Live on KKLA and KPRZ. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, and my guest is David Schmooze. Am I saying your name right, Schmooze? Yeah, Schmooze rhymes with moose. <laughs> All right, Schmooze rhymes. All right, I'll remember that. Hey, David, I really appreciate you uh, joining me today. Hey, tell us about, um, well, tell us about yourself first. You know, who are you, and sure. uh, what got you into this ministry that you're a part of? Yeah, it's a funny story. Uh, Very early in our married life, uh, my wife and I came to the conclusion that we wanted to be about the kingdom and not just about the American dream. And so, of course, what do you do when you come to that realization, but you go to seminary, right? That's kind of the category I had for that. So (laughs) 
I went to se- seminary, the Talbot Seminary at Biola University here in Southern California. And uh, But during my time in seminary, I kind of had a sense that I wasn't being called to the traditional church, at least in terms of traditional church ministry. And uh, wasn't really sure why I was there, but knew I was supposed to be there. And as I went through that experience, God began to reveal uh, toward the end of my experience that the, the calling was to the public schools. And so I ended up becoming a public school teacher uh, for 15 years. I taught AP U.S. History and Government in a Southern California high school. Loved it. Um, I, I used to tell my students I got into teaching because I loved the subject. I continued teaching because I loved the students. You know, God just gave me a real heart for uh, for the kids and the brokenness and the hurt and the, and the need they had uh, for godly men and women to be mother and father figures in their lives and to, um, you know, raise them up, if you will, to the extent that we can as educators, of course, not as a super parents, but as a uh, coming alongside, you know, and building those relationships and got to got to advise the Christian club on my campus for 15 years. And and uh, toward the end of that experience, uh, the Lord began to uh, give me more and more opportunities to minister to my colleagues, and uh, that eventually uh, became uh, the role I have now, which is uh, Executive Director of Christian Educators Association. And so I get to essentially pastor teachers in public schools and provide support for them, and uh, very much enjoying that. Uh, that's an amazing calling that the Lord has given you. I'm so excited uh, about this for you. Over the last, uh, you said, 15 or 15 years or so, how have you seen things change in the public schools uh, for teachers and particularly for Christian teachers? Yeah, you know, I left public schools in 2015, and since that time, things have gotten radically different. Uh, we're seeing this, uh, you know, what I I got to had the honor of speaking at uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs Church at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills on Tuesday night, and I, what I described was, it seems like we're seeing this kind of what I would call a woke religion coming into our coming into our schools. You know, um, we're seeing it in the in the transgender issue. We're seeing it with critical race theory. We're seeing it with the radical sex ed, and uh, the politicized environment in our schools is just so different than it was when I when I came out of the schools in 2015. And so uh, much of our work is supporting teachers. Uh, one to kind of handle those kind of issues on the negative side. Say, how do we respond? How do we, how do we, you know, do what we do without breaking the law? But on the positive side, to say, hey, how can we step out as ambassadors for Christ in the midst of of these situations? Because if you think about it, you know, people like Esther and Daniel in the Bible, you know, they were called into public service in a way. You know, both were public servants and right, against right. their will. <laughs> but, you know, we, <laughs> we of course do it willingly, but. But they, you know, God used them at key times in their lives uh, to really transform their cultures and nations. And we believe, uh, Christian Educators Association, that if we are faithful, if we go into public schools as as ambassadors for Christ, uh, not there to break the law, but there to bless the school, there to carry the presence of Jesus onto our campuses, that we can serve a similar role and we could be there as as faithful witnesses, uh, as transforming influences. Uh, And sometimes it's filters, right? Because... Mm. Uh, so often when teachers go into schools uh, and they, they're told, oh, bring this into your classroom, you know, they can often, you know, sometimes quietly, but oftentimes say, say no, I'm not doing that in my classroom. And we also as administrators, well, we're not doing that in my school or superintendents, we're not doing that in my district. And so uh, it, it's amazing for me to see uh, how many uh, Christians we have standing in the gap for our, our students in our public schools. You know, when I think about it, I picture the Christian teachers that I know, some who are in our church and some who are friends, I picture the public school system as a minefield that they're walking in as teachers in some ways, where 
you know, there is um, so many different things they might step on. You know, I was talking with a teacher in our church a while ago who said, she just sat down with me and she goes, I've got a third grader who, uh, who's a boy, but now he believes he's a girl and he wants me to call him this girl's name, you mm-hmm. know, and she goes, what do I do about this? I got to love this kid and I got to love the right. parents. What do I do? Yes. So how do you speak to and that? Then, I, I think they're in a tough yeah. situation. And how far do you go down that road in order to preserve relationship, right? Because, you know, right. that's kind of the goal is you're saying, okay, I want to be able to continue to have a relationship with this family, with this child in order to speak into their lives. But at, at some point, you know, you, you get in a situation where you're compromising your faith. And, and that is, that is, I would think that is the most challenging uh, situation uh, teachers are facing right now. Here in California, the laws are so radical that, you know, if a student just says, hey, I feel like this today, theoretically, legally, then they're entitled to access to that bathroom or locker room or you know, overnight field trip to stay, uh, you know, in a hotel room, let's say. And uh, poor parents, because, you know, parent, because of the privacy laws in, embedded in these, in these laws, uh, the parents of other students aren't even entitled to know uh, if, say, if their kid is going on a field trip and they're going to be housed in a hotel room with someone of the opposite biological sex uh, they're not even entitled to know that information. And so uh, to be, and, and so what happens then is teachers are then required to be conspiring with the school against parents, right? Uh, and with their kid against parents uh, to keep this information from them. And, and I know obviously there are some parents out there that, that uh, are abusive and don't, don't respond well to these situations, but to put teachers in a situation where they have to lie to parents uh, which is w- essentially what the policy currently is, uh, particularly for high schools. Uh, at the elementary level, it's not usually there. There's an understanding that you would inform parents at, at early, earlier levels. But uh, I didn't think that's unconscionable. And, and how the teacher, a Christian public school teacher, to be in that situation and to abide by that, I don't think I could do it. And I don't think we don't advise our members to do it. Uh, those are the, sort of those Daniel moments, right, where Daniel you know, mm-hmm. had to go before the king's official and said, hey, we're not going to eat the king's food. And yeah. we pray for favor, and we hope that God works something out. But uh, there are do, there do come times when, when we as Christians in public schools have to say, I can't do this. Uh, and where those lines are drawn, it's hard to say sometimes, but we are certainly entering into days when uh, that's becoming much more common. And we need to be on top of it as parents, as teachers, as believers, because this is a crisis and it's happening to our kids. Um, mm-hmm. We were recently just at the, uh, you know, before school checkup for uh, my oldest son, he's 12, and the doctor informs us that now that he's 12, we don't have, have access to his medical records. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. And I was right. just stunned and angered. And the whole idea, I didn't know till you just said that uh, he could, now my kids uh, were blessed that they're in a Christian school, but if he ends up in public school for one reason or another, that he might go on a field trip and share a room with somebody because... Uh, tells the teacher he's one way or the other, that's incredible. Yeah, uh, yes. And the teachers have to be a part of that. So uh, you're listening to the Southern California Live program. You can join us by calling 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. My guest is David Schmooze, the Executive Director of Christian Educators Association International. And we're talking about how to support Christian teachers in the public school system today uh, and how to uh, help them to faithfully represent Christ in what is an increasingly challenging cultural environment. Um, 
so then what do we do? How do, when you talk with teachers then, and you kind of get into this with teachers, what are the things that uh, you do first to try to help teachers understand uh, how they can stand up for the gospel and hold on to uh, their faith? Sure. And, and we do a lot to train teachers to equip them to walk out their faith. And I'd like to talk some more of those, about some more of those options in a minute. But, you know, one of the first things we do is we say, you know, you gotta, you gotta stop being part of the problem. And, the reality is that here in California, teachers spend over $1,100 every year uh, being involved in their union. And that's $1,100 out of their own yep. pocket, right? That's their expense. Yep. yep. And teachers, many teachers think it's required. Uh, it is no longer required. Uh, and the reason why they may want to reconsider that is because, of course, it's the union at the state and the national level particularly that are driving this agenda. Uh, you know, the... Um, the NEA recently at their summer convention talked about how we can create uh, law enforcement free campuses. You know, that is on their, on their agenda. Uh, right. the, the, the Pomona school district here up, up in uh, here in Southern California experimented with that, uh, of course had a shooting a few weeks back and now is, is reconsidering that policy. <laughs> you know, it's not funny, it's not but it's, it's like, what do you expect? Right. You know, right, I, exactly. I was talking with a teacher in the, in the Washington State area, the same thing. They got rid of all of the uh, police presidents, presence, uh, and they can't mm-hmm. figure out why they have so much violence and gang activity all of a sudden. Right, right. And at the state level, uh, the, the uh, CTA, uh, you know, is, is really pushing the LGBTQ agenda really hard. Uh, they will give you stipends to start a gay-straight alliance club in your, in your school. Um, you know, won't give you stipends to start a Christian club for sure, <laughs> or even a Christian right. club, but they'll give you a stipend to start a, a GSA club. And this money is being uh, generated out of teachers' dues. You know, the way I talk right. about it is that teachers are essentially tithing uh, to this agenda uh, through their union dues. And I get a lot of responses to that. Some teachers say, well, Dave, I, I like my local union because they negotiate my contract and they maybe stood up for me at a time. I said, well, hey, that's great. But understand that of your $1,100, only $200 of that is going to your local. The rest is going to your state and national um, and driving this agenda. So, so get out of the union. And if you really want to, you know, write a $200 check to your local and say, hey, thanks for all you do. Uh, but they they will not allow you to be a member of the local and not be a member of the state and national. That's not an option to you by their design. And so I encourage teachers, hey, get out of your union. There's an easy process on our website at uh, ceai.org slash unions. And if you go there, there's some letters you can generate uh, to get out of your unions. And then if they tell you later that you're, in, you're not in your opt-out window, go ahead and contact us and we can help you in some cases with that. But but that's yeah. the first step is, hey, that's stop a big being one. part of the problem, right? Stop driving this agenda. Right. David, i got to take a break. You're listening mm-hmm. to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow with David Schmoos, the Executive Director for Christian Educators Association International. We're talking about uh, how to support Christian teachers and what his organization does for them. You can join us at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. I'm your guest host, Pastor Scott Furrow. It's great to be with you today, and my guest this hour is David Schmoos, the Executive Director of Christian Educators Association International, and we're talking about how do we support Christian teachers in the public schools, and uh, before the break, he was talking about um, 
the first thing that uh, we want to do is is uh, encourage teachers to stop stop being part of the union. And um, Supreme Court in 2018 gave them that right. Is that correct, uh, David? 2018. Yeah, fa- fairly recent. Case called, yeah, a case called the Janus case, uh, J-N-U-S. And it ruled that any government employee does not have to give money to a union that they disagree with. And so you, it used to be before 2018 that you really you could get out, but you still had to give them your money uh, in, in, the, in the form of what's called an agency fee or a fair share fee. That was mm. most of your union dues, and so most teachers didn't bother because if I have to spend most of the money anyway, then, you know, why get out? Uh, but now you can get all of your union dues returned to you, uh, and, and so that's a, quite, quite the benefit. You know, in California, that amounts to about a 1% raise uh, to get out of the union uh, and stop supporting uh, this agenda that, that the unions are forwarding. So I really encourage teachers to do that, and, of course, then the, the question we often get then is, well, what about liability insurance? What about job protection? What about those things? And, and uh, they can get all those things from us uh, for one-fifth of the cost uh, from a biblical worldview. And I think we do it a lot better than the unions do uh, for a whole host of reasons. But, uh, but yeah, so we offer the liability insurance, uh, double the coverage the union offers, uh, job protection benefits, and all the rest uh, from a biblical worldview. So they're not supporting that agenda. And we pray for them. We encourage them. We equip them to lock out their faith in our schools. So uh, I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, when I was a teacher, I did it. I quit the Indian in 2005 and joined CEAI, and uh, I, I think it's sort of a slam dunk. Why wouldn't you do that? But a lot right. of teachers have some fears. You know, they say, well, I might get ostracized, or I might, you know, might get uh, uh, on the outs in terms of all, at my school or in my, my district. But my response to that is, well, gosh, you know, for some time is this. How much longer are we going to watch what's happening in our schools? before we say no. Uh, and right. uh, just like just like Mordecai said to Esther, perhaps you've been put in your position for some time as this. I think teachers, you know, we've, we've got to stop contributing to the problem before we can kind of be part of the solution. Right. I think that that is uh, a great point. And for such a time as this, I think this is the time because people are waking up mm-hmm. to it. Our, our phone number here is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'll get to your calls in just a moment. Welcome to call in. Um, what uh, so after they uh, get out of the union, they can join you on there. What are some other ways that we can support teachers uh, that sure. we know and who are in our churches? Yeah, it sounds simple, but uh, man, we got to pray for them. Uh, yep. Teachers in the public schools are in a spiritual battle, and these things are one at the spiritual level. You know, not yes. by not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And we believe that uh, prayer focused on an individual campus can uh, really change the spiritual atmosphere. You know, I talked to a principal once who said, um, he told me he used to pray walk his campus every morning. And he told me one day, look, uh, you know, every day I prayer walked. One day we had a fight on our campus, and I, I, it was kind of surprised me because he talked, he was principal of a school that I thought maybe had a fight every day, you know. But, right. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, he said, no, we only had one fight last semester. And I realized later that week that that day was the fight was the only day all semester that I had not prayer walked. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, the, the spiritual authority that we carry into our classrooms, uh, you know, onto our campuses is significant. And when we gather people around us to pray, when I was a teacher, what I did was I, I recruited a prayer team, much like a missionary would. Right. Uh, you know, I didn't ask them for I didn't ask them for money, but I would send them, you know, every month or so I'd send them a prayer list. And I said, hey, I'm a missionary in the public schools. Uh, I'm an ambassador for Christ here. Would you pray for me? and for God's purposes in these schools. So pray for them. We just did a session at our Rise Up Summit, which I'll explain in a minute here, 
uh, with Sally Burke of Moms in Prayer, and uh, I would really encourage uh, moms out there to get involved in Moms in Prayer, to pray for your school. This is sort of like the Air Force, as, as Sally uh, describes it, in terms of the spiritual war over our schools. And so please, please do that. Um, the uh, the Rise Up Summit is another way. We just finished the Rise Up Summit. It's our once-a-year online national uh, summit sure. conference. You just had that happen had in a, October a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. We had uh, almost 11,000 teachers uh, participate in that. Uh, we had uh, Francis Chan. Uh, we had Alistair Begg. Uh, we had Greg Kokel of Standard Reason. We have uh, Monique Dusan who came to talk about critical race theory. Uh, lots of sessions. We had a, did a session with uh, Alliance Defending Freedom and Liberty Council. We talked about these issues we're, we're, we're addressing as well as uh, things like vaccine mandates. And uh, so one thing I would encourage you to do, it, it was free uh, a couple weeks ago during the long weekend, but now uh, buy, buy, if you know a public school teacher, buy them an all-access pass to the Rise Up Summit. And you can get that at riseupchristianeducators.com, uh, riseupchristianeducators.com. And if you go buy them on All Access Pass, uh, there's over 30 sessions there specifically designed for Christian teachers, uh, not only things to encourage them spiritually, but also things like lesson planning, you know, flipping your classroom, you know, math, you know, all kinds of things like that as well, dealing with anxiety as a teacher. Um, and so uh, I really encourage you to do that. That's a great way for churches to support their teachers is, hey, we want to we gift you access to this, to this content as a way to encourage you. Um, and I think another way that, that they can do that is help help teachers understand the legal do's and don'ts. You know, how do you mm. how do you walk onto a public school uh, campus and not break the law, but still testify to who Jesus is and who you are in Him? Uh, you know, for example, uh, when I was a teacher, I used to on the fir- very first day of school, I used to, we used to introduce ourselves. And when I introduced myself, I'd simply say. Um, I have a master's degree in biblical studies and theology. If you don't know what that means, well, many of you go to church, and uh, you might think about this way. I have, I have a similar training to your priest or your pastor. And so right there, I would identify myself as a, as a Christian in the public schools, and that is perfectly legal. You don't have to lie yeah. about who you are to be a public school teacher. And so we offer uh, trainings both online and in person. If a church wants to say, hey, we want all of our teachers to know how to how to navigate the law and the do's and don'ts. Uh, we'd be happy to host a workshop either online or in person, uh, and 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 help them to do that. Um, so those are so those are some uh, great ways. Uh, and there's lots of resources at our website at ceai.org uh, along those lines. So. Those are some great ideas. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. My guest is David Schmoos, the Executive Director of Christian Education Educators Association International. Uh, let's go to the, the phones. The phone number here is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Carrie from Hacienda Heights, welcome to the Southern California Live program with our guest, David Schmoos. Hi, thank you so much. Hi, David. It's Carrie Wooten. Yes, hi, Carrie. Um, <laughs> I just want to say... I teach in the district that David used to be in, and he has been such a blessing to many of us in our district right now. And um, many of us went and attended the um, uh, meeting at Calvary that he spoke at with Jack Hibbs. And David, I just wept when I found out where my union dues have been going for 18 years. And I cannot strongly recommend enough but if there is any public school teacher listening right now, get out of these unions. 
you are putting your money in places that it does not belong. And just join this group. You are going to be putting your money in a good place, and you will get the support that the unions will not give you because they aren't equipped spiritually to give what you need. And thank you so much for the blessings that you've been to all of us, David. We are so very, very grateful. Oh, thank you, Carrie. It's uh, yeah to to work with the teachers in your district recently on the issues they're facing uh, has been a a great privilege, and uh, we're we're continuing to work and to pray pray for your situation, and uh, we hope that uh, the Lord brings victory soon. So, thank you, thank Carrie. You thank so you much. so much for your for your call, and thank you, Carrie, for what you are doing and really being uh, in the the arena. You know, as uh, we're talking about this. You know, as as a pastor, a funny thing is, is, you know, at some point when I'm in the public square somewhere or I'm just at a wedding or someplace where somebody, eventually they're going to ask me what I do. And all of it comes out there. You know, I'm a pastor. And I've had people, you know, it's funny, they're a Christian, they'll start talking to me or they'll start saying things like, you know, uh, what relatives they have who go to church somewhere. Um, one time I had a guy like literally turn his chair and back to me, didn't speak to me for, for the rest of the wedding reception. It was hilarious. Um, but but not. But at the same time, I, I'm thinking to myself, even as a pastor, I don't have to deal with the the persecution and and the landmines, as I said, that the teachers are having to go through uh, in our public schools mm-hmm. today. They're so brave, yeah. and it's so important that we support. Uh, when we when we come back after the break, I just want to ask you a little bit about uh, a couple other ways that we can support teachers, and particularly mm-hmm. with school board meetings. And uh, we'll wrap up then. Uh, you're listening to the uh, Southern California Live program show here on KKLA and KPRZ. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Southern California Live show. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live on KKLA and KPRZ uh, in San Diego. KKLA in Los Angeles, KPRZ in San Diego. I want to remind you, if you want to get the podcast of this program, it's available at kkla.com under the LA Live uh, banner under that show. You can find it on the website there at kkla and also kprz.com. And uh, we're here with a special guest this hour, David Schmoos from... uh, Christian Educators Association International, and we've been talking about how to support teachers, uh, Christian teachers in the public schools. And uh, David, I appreciate you staying with us uh, for uh, the hour here. If you want to join the program, the number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. David, another thought that I've had, a lot of things in the news uh, have been showing a lot of parents involved at uh, school board meetings, and, you know... Uh, a lot of that has been, I think, super effective, and some of it has been a little bit over the top, um, and I think we should yeah. be careful with that. But I, I wanted to ask you, uh, is this a good thing for uh, for people to do to support teachers? How would they feel about it? Do they feel like this is great that people are showing up, or are they worried about it? Uh, I think this is a wonderful thing. Uh, and, yeah. of course, as you said, uh, obviously we want people to be well-behaved, not making threats and those kinds of things. Uh, but yes, uh, teachers, public school teachers uh, are a bit muzzled in terms of the things they can do and say uh, regarding these issues facing their districts. Uh, and so to see parents uh, picking up the mantle, if you will, and taking it to the school board and standing up for the rights of, of kids and, and families, 
uh, our members just cheering them on uh, for the most part. You know, we're we're loving that because mm. you know, as someone as a teacher who can't say a whole lot, but you but you see what's happening, and yes. you're, you're just constantly, oh my gosh, why isn't anyone saying anything? And to see finally people saying stuff, uh, wow, what a what a blessing that is uh, to so many of our, our Christian teachers in our public schools. So, yeah, please know as parents out there, uh, when you go to your school board and you stand up for Jesus in a, in a godly way, uh, then uh, you have uh, support of many, many teachers who you may, you may never know it, right? You, you may never right. hear, but... Uh, but know that they're behind you and they're with you. And, you know, of course, uh, public school teachers are a mixed bag. I can only speak to those that uh, are, are part of us and love Jesus. And, of course, there'll be, there'll be some teachers on the other side, obviously, who are carrying the water for, uh, for this other agenda we're facing. But uh, nonetheless, in terms of uh, those, those of us who love the Lord, I think we're, uh, we're 100% in behind you. And, and, Scott, if I'm going to say uh, real quickly, there's a opportunity tonight um, for teachers, and it's again on Thursday, for teachers that want to be trained how to use holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas to make sure that their students understand the spiritual uh, significance of these holidays. Of course, holidays are always a great opportunity for uh, biblical content and, and the message of the gospel to be shared in a public school classroom. Of course, teachers can't share it in a devotional manner, but, but we are required and called to teach about religion to make sure our students understand how people in our community celebrate holidays. And so uh, a, a partner organization of ours called Gateways to Better Education uh, is hosting a webinar tonight, uh, a 45-minute webinar. It's free. Just say, hey, here's how to use Thanksgiving and Christmas to make sure that you're teaching the standards, to make sure that the spiritual significance of these holidays is not forgotten, and ways to do that. And so if uh, teachers go to gogateways.org slash holiday dash webinar i know it's quite a, quite a little url there but uh gogateways.org slash holiday dash webinar uh they can find out more information and get registered and it's tonight at seven o'clock and then also thursday at four o'clock uh, pacific time so uh, that's a great opportunity for teachers to get some free training uh, on this issue you know right now all right Hey, David, I really appreciate what you do. It's been a pleasure getting to know you today, and thank you for uh, all the uh, things that you're doing and what you have told us that we can do today, and I'll review that with people before we close out the hour, but I want to thank you for being a part of our show today. Oh, thank you, Pastor Scott. What a, what a privilege and pleasure it's been. All right, David, thank you very much for joining us on Southern California Live. Have a great evening. All right, you too. All right. Hey, everybody, that was... Uh, powerful. I want to remind you to go to kkla.com. You can get the podcast. Uh, Usually they're up within a day or so on that website if you want to hear again. I want to give you a a few of the things in case you missed it. I'll follow up on on, uh, what David was able to uh, talk to us about. Um, David is a part of an organization called Christian Educators Association International, and if you want to take a look at that, the website is ceai.org, ceai.org. And uh, that's David's website there. And, you know, obviously not everybody listening, most of you are not teachers, but most of you know teachers. Most of you have a relationship somewhere with a teacher who you know is a Christian. And they really are in a situation where they are right at the forefront of the battle. And one of the things that David talked to us about was the spiritual battle going on. And let me tell you, it is a highly spiritual battle, and they need prayer. And if you're the evil one, what are you going to do? You're going to deceive the parents, and you're going to deceive the kids, and you're going to attack the kids. I mean, what better way to wreck uh, the church, to wreck the ministry of God, to wreck a country, just to do 
uh, outright deception and evil than to attack the kids. And teachers are on the front line. Teachers, you know, they get our kids for six, seven hours a day, five days a week. So much influence there. It's so important. And we need to pray for them. So some of the things that we can do as a church together, I want to encourage you to do this. Take some time. Take some time to do this this evening. A teacher that you know, send them a personal note. Don't put it publicly on their Facebook page or someplace for everyone else to read it. Send them a, an email or a text or a uh, direct message if it's on social media. Tell them that you're praying for them. Uh, tell them that uh, you have some resources you could share if uh, they're interested, because maybe they haven't heard. I asked David, uh, I can't remember, I don't think he said so on the air, but I asked him how many teachers are aware of the 2018 Janus case that allows them to get out of the union. And the teachers' union, it's a huge deal. It's highly political. And I'm just going to tell you when, uh, when, you know, and it's hard because when I talk about teachers, you know, a lot of the teachers I know, not every teacher I know, but most of the teachers I know are great teachers. They're frustrated that they can't be educators. Even the non-Christian teachers I know in so many ways are frustrated with the situation going on in our schools that they can't be educators, that there are so many other things that they have to deal with because of the struggles that kids have um, wherever they're coming from, and, and different communities have different struggles, but there's a whole lot going on that's tough. They're super frustrated, and the unions ultimately don't help. The unions tend to be very political, and some teachers, you know, are very much a part of the union, and they're, they're into the politic of all of that, but I think a lot of teachers aren't, and it's scary to go against that. There's personal threats. There's a lot of fear that is just in your head, but there's a lot of fear that is for real about losing career, losing other stuff. It's a tough time. And this is where the spiritual battle is. They're going after kids. Uh, I love it that uh, teachers appreciate going to the school board meetings. If you have an opportunity to go, you don't have to even get up and talk all the time. Go there just as a support and find out what's going on. Uh, if you've got kids in the schools, you need to know what's going on. It's, it's horrific uh, what kids are being taught, especially in areas of sexuality. Um, you know, and the thing is that's incredible about the sexualization of our kids is every single person listening to this, every single person you know, every single person out there, mostly themselves or they know somebody who has been severely wounded by something in the sexual areas of life. We all know people like that. For most of us, it's us. We know how dangerous it is. We know how much tragedy, how much heartbreak, how much heartache, so many different things are related to that. And yet we have agendas out there that are trying to uh, say that there's nothing wrong, that there's no, that everything is okay, that it doesn't really matter, that if there's some kind of hurt that you're experiencing, it's probably just religion's influence and whatever. And that's just simply not true. And everybody we know, if it's not us, it's somebody we know closely has been wounded in one way or another in this area. And we're focusing this on our kids at the youngest of ages today. Uh, it's incredible. The teachers are on the front lines of this, the teachers in the classrooms, the teachers who are having to face-to-face with the kids, the teachers who are not as supported by the parents as they used to be, uh, the Christian teachers who are in a situation where the schools used to be essentially, at least from a moral standpoint, on the same page, but now they're on the opposite page. Uh, It's tough. Go to the school board meetings. Help teachers uh, where you can, and one of the ideas that David had is to form prayer groups. I don't know if you ever do if you ever do this, but I've done this for even for myself as a pastor before for different things. Form a prayer group, even if it's just temporary, for something that you need to do. Form a prayer group. When you write your note to the teacher, 
ask them if they would like a prayer group, just a group of you who would get together and pray every day for that teacher's witness, for the their strength of faith, and for to pray against the evil one. Ask them how they would like you to pray. And they might say no, and that's up to them, but uh, I'll bet that a lot say yes. You can be involved that way. Um, another way that you can do it is there are so many resources available to teachers, and he said that you can purchase an all-access pass for the conference that they just had. It was called the Rise Up Conference, and the website he gave out for that was riseupchristianeducators.com, riseupchristianeducators.com, and there are 30 sessions for Christian teachers on there. If you want to give teacher a gift or just give them the link if they want to uh, pay for that, you can tell them you can you can stay out of the union, pay 239 bucks, and get your uh, access pass for that. Do that. And churches can host workshops. There's so many different things that we can do. And I want to encourage you with that. You're listening to the Southern California live program. And I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. It's great to be with you today. I hope that this is encouraging to you and to be a part of the battle. And it is a battle uh, to be there for our kids. And I think God's doing something. I think that God has woken up an awful lot of people to what is going on in our country with respect to uh, education, particularly on the, the spiritual side and other things. There's other problems in education. You know, we can't read. Um, that's a scary thing. We should be thinking about that. Um, but deeper than that, we want our kids to know Jesus. And I believe revival's coming. I believe that uh, one way or the other, the Lord is stirring us up to some great things and he's stirring you up because you are his church and his ambassador. This is Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. We'll be back soon. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 